Listen to the Vibes. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Listen to the Vibes. And I'd like to welcome Dr. Fane Fry here with me. Now, this is a little bit different than what I usually do. We're going to talk about skincare because she is a dermatologist. And we're also going to talk about skincare products. So before we get into all that, Fane, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Hi, Kyle. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm a board-certified dermatologist for over three decades. I love what I do. I do diagnose and treat primarily skin cancer. That's how I spend my day. Uh, but as an avid chemist in my youth, I became quite expert at understanding what's in all those skincare bottles that we all stare at on the shelves. And I uh, became a consumer advocate uh, because uh, as wonderful as these products are, most people don't understand the ingredient listings in them right? Triethanolamine and isopropyl myristate. And when you, when you know, you know, you can't even pronounce these, these chemicals, yet alone know what's in them. So I started advocating for the consumer. Uh, let me just tell you, your, yourself and, and your viewers, I don't sell anything. I don't have a skincare line. I don't want a skincare line. I don't work for a skincare company. My real goal is to just educate consumers and make them more mindful. Are there more natural things that would be better for us to do? opposed to all this chemical garbage that you see on the shelf? Yeah, well, the truth is the industry is a very safe industry. Um, and natural just tells you where the ingredient comes from. It implies that it comes from a plant. But let me assure you, there's no daisy extract in your skin. Your skin doesn't want daisy extract. And just because it's natural doesn't mean it's good for you, right? Poison ivy is 100% natural. <laughs> Wreaks havoc in my office every every year. So natural is a nice way to boost sales. Um, unfortunately, when I test and I do objectively test products in the office, we've been doing this for decades, uh, products made from plant extracts don't necessarily perform that well at increasing water content of skin. So they're just not great moisturizers. Um, so to answer your question, um, you don't need natural. If you're a daisy, you might need daisy extract, but uh, most people could um benefit from a well-formulated moisturizer by internationally and nationally known brands uh they make they have the best resources to make the best products for the best for the buck so you get your best bang for the dollar usually those things are more of a gimmick to get people to buy it thinking oh well this is coming from a plan it's got to be good for me right yeah, you know, there's a lot of marketing. Uh, as I say, the most important information on any skincare product is the ingredient listing, but consumers don't know the ingredient listing. Mm -hmm. So you have no choice but to pick your product based on either what a friend tells you, uh, some ad or celebrity endorsed product that you might see, or the front label, which is studded with marketing. Uh, the skincare industry makes some good products. They make good sunscreens and good moisturizers, some products that we need. Unfortunately, they also hype up a lot of the claims of what these products can do as far as products that are anti-aging, uh, products for men. There's very little difference between a product for a man and a, and, a, and a regular product. It might be in a darker packaging. Men like the darker bottles. Uh, it might have a robust fragrance. Those guys, they like that robust, you know, spicy smell, which is fine. But the rest of the ingredients are very um, almost identical to what other, um, you know, skincare products are, are how they're formulated. Yeah, I never understood what's the difference between a shampoo that a man uses and a woman uses. Why does it have to be specific to the gender, you know? <laughs> well, they want market share, right? They want to put it, they want market share. And so they target the men and they do put it in a darker bottle because, you know, men like that. And, and again, sometimes they'll spice up the fragrance. 
But aside from that, there's no need. There's really no need. Uh, again, the industry is a great industry, but they want market share and they'll do anything they can to get it. And there are different, you know, they want to spread their products all over all over the aisles. And, and one way to do it is to have have uh, different targets, different target markets and, and men for men, for baby, for sport. Um, but none of these really, there's no ingredient that defines any of those th- those markets. But is there something that we should be looking for on the label and what should we avoid? So that's a great question. If you have healthy skin, um, the number one product you should be looking for is sunscreen. I mean, mm-hmm. sunscreen every day, uh, men and women on all exposed skin. Um, the sun is the one variable that absolutely ages your skin. And if you don't believe me, if you're over 40, especially, but even a little younger than that, if you stand in the privacy of your home, in your own home, in your bathroom, and you're undressed, you will see a huge difference between the tone and texture of your skin on your face and chest versus on areas of your body that have not been exposed, your private areas in particular, you will see a huge difference. And that skin is the same age, right? It's just the amount of exposure to the sunlight. So sunscreen, sunscreen, sunscreen. Everybody should do it 365 days a year on all exposed skin. I'm up here in New York. You just don't need that much sunscreen. Face, neck, maybe the back of the hands. I mean, we're covered this time of year. So um, that would be my my best advice. Um, again, products are made safely, and it is the law. Co- cosmetic companies must sell safe products. It's the law. They have no choice. Um, there are ingredients when you buy them, when you buy products from reputable companies, they have limits as to how many, how much chemical, perhaps uh, like a preservative that you might be worried about. There's a limit as to how much they can put in that bottle. And oftentimes it's less, way less than 1%. So a lot of people get worried about the ingredients. The truth is it's a safe industry, certainly safer than the food industry or the car industry. And the benefits of using good products like moisturizers and sunscreens certainly outweighs any downsides. Well, let's take someone like me. I have uh, dry skin in certain areas and I like to have something that I can moisturize that skin with. But, you know, like I say, some of it's regular and some of it's extra dry. What would I look for? So you look for a well-formulated moisturizer, the ones we test, which is why I created the website, FryFace, F-R-Y-F-A-C-E, where we put a whole database of products that we've tested. So we have a machine that actually measures the water content of your skin. It's a little probe you put on the skin, and we measure the water content, and then we'll have you go home and use a product on your left forearm and a different product on your right forearm twice a day for a week, and you come back and we remeasure the water content of your skin. So we know what's working. And these are companies that you'll recognize, products you can buy down at your local pharmacy, uh, your drugstore. Um, again, and your skin is dry, like you said, you know, you see the flakes and scales. Oh, yeah. Uh, skin is an organ. It will function best if it's hydrated. So it would behoove you to put on a good moisturizer. And that's why we created the website, FryFace, so that people could go and find a place to select product based on science, not based on marketing. Now, for the ladies that wear makeup, do you recommend makeup remover? Um, so there's no science says you have to remove your, your your makeup before you go to bed. I suggest you do or you're going to have a soiled pillowcase and be doing a lot of laundry. <laughs> right. But I personally just wash my face with water. I don't use a cleanser. Um, so to answer your question, again, if you don't want to do laundry, um, yes, use, uh, use a, some sort of cleanser. The word makeup remover is a really, there's no regulation for it. There's no standard definition. Water removes makeup. I guess that makes it a makeup remover. There's no <laughs> single ingredient, right, that that is in a makeup remover. Um, 
I guess you could use chocolate milk. Would that make chocolate milk a makeup remover? <laughs> right? So this is, again, this is more marketing. Again, they want women to buy a makeup remover. There's no reason. they don't. You don't need one. Um, men, too. About 10% of men wear makeup. I know that sounds crazy, but a lot of men are wearing makeup. Hey, I lived through the 80s. I, I know. Yeah, they're doing it. That's right. I see your kiss in the background. Those guys, they had a lot of makeup. <laughs> well, as far as what you test, besides moisturizers, what else do you deal with? So moisturizers, we, we test objectively in the office, um, and we've been doing that extensively uh, for, for a, lo a long time. Uh, we don't have the facilities to test the minimal erythematic dose of sunscreen. So we use um, the ones we, we select are ones that are tested by third party uh, independent reviewers, sometimes like consumer reports or other independent studies so that we know that the SPF is stable and products, again, that are well, well formulated. Uh, we, we do also recommend cleansers. These are soap free cleansers uh, that are not harsh, that um, if you so choose to use a cleanser. Um, and I say that because people think, uh, you know, they go, they get shocked when I tell them there's a lot of science that shows using a cleanser soap um, around hand washing is beneficial. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, hand washing with a cleanser has probably done more for world health than any drug ever invented. But aside from that, um, it's a very cultural thing to, to shower and to use soap. Um, there's really no medical reason to do it. Um, in a lot of ways, soap is drying, it dries out the skin. So to minimize, um, Cleansing exposure for people with sensitive skin is, is probably a good idea. The products we put on Fry Face are not harsh soaps. Soaps meaning really made, a product made from animal fats like lye and, um, you know, salts, those kinds of alkaline salts. They're much mm. more mild soap-free cleansers, we call them. So I know some people choose to use them. It's cultural. They feel better. They smell better. And I get that. But it's not going to improve your health. But those are the only things you deal with? Yes. Mo moisturizers, cleansers, and sunscreens on the website. Yes. And all cosmetics. Remember, in this country, a cosmetic, um, whether a product is a cosmetic or a drug, it depends on the intent of, of, the, of the product. So if you're a manufacturer and you intend for that product to really treat a disease, um, cure a disease, lessen a disease, or if you really intend for that product to change the structure or function of any part of your body here, we're talking about the skin, by law, it's a drug and it has to go through the FDA, improve safety and efficacy. Um, other than that, if it's just meant to adorn or beautify, it's a cosmetic mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to go through the FDA. It could just get right on the shelves. But don't kid yourself. By law, even cosmetics, they must be safe when used in usual and customary conditions. It must be a safe product. So it is regulated. They're just products. On, cosmetics aren't approved like drugs are approved, but it is regulated. Is it OK to use alcohol when you clean your face? Alcohol, like rubbing alcohol, that's mm -hmm. drying. You know, there's different kinds of alcohols, right? We have the simple alcohols like rubbing alcohol. Mm -hmm. And we have the long fatty chain alcohols like satiral alcohol. Those are used to keep products in suspension. A lot of these moisturizers are water-based and they have oils in them. Mm -hmm. And you know, water and oil don't mix. So we have to add emulsifiers that keep the water and oil together. And a lot of those are alcohols, but those aren't the small, simple alcohols like the drying ones you just mentioned, rubbing alcohol. There's ones like acetyl or acetyl alcohol. These are long, waxy chains that keep these products together. So those are absolutely fine to use. Um, there's also these aromatic alcohols like benzyl alcohol. They're used uh, like as a fragrance sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, but to use the simple alcohol like a rubbing alcohol, it's, it is a very drying um, solvent to put on your face. So I rarely recommend using 
isopropyl alcohol um, on, on the skin. Okay. And you deal with uh, skin cancer as well, right? All day long. What should a person look for or should they be worried about if they notice something on their skin? So great question. You don't have to know what it is. You just have to know something's different. I tell my patients to check themselves once a month. And I mean, check yourself, check your little boy parts, check your little girl parts, go in the bathroom, use a handheld mirror, check your back under your arms, look in your mouth once a month and just get familiar with what you look like. You know, there are billions of stars in the, in the sky. Yet when you look up, you can, you can identify the big dipper or the little dipper. Your eye gets really used to know, you know, seeing things. So if you check yourself once a month, you'll know what you look like. If you see a change, if you see a change in anything, in size, shape, or color of a pre-existing mole, or you see something new, or you get a wound that doesn't heal or bleeds or scales, and it lasts for more than two or three weeks. Again, you don't have to know what it is, but seek medical attention. Call your dermatologist. Because sometimes I might notice there's a new little freckle or something. I should go get that checked out. If you're past the age of 40 and you're getting new moles, uh, yes, it would behoove you to get a, a yearly exam by a board-certified dermatologist. Oh, Lord, I've lived with this thing on my nose forever. And I'd love to not, get rid of it. Is it changing or has it been <laughs> no, there forever? It's, it's the same as it's always okay. been. Well, that's a, that's a good sign. Remember, cancers grow. Well, take this thing off my face. <laughs> Come to New York. I'd be happy to. <laughs> <laughs> now, you mentioned a book. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I am the author of the book called The Skincare Hoax. Um, again, it's an expose on the marketing tactics that companies use that get us all to buy. Uh, it's uh, Again, I'm a consumer advocate. It's just a way to make consumers mindful of the products they're buying, know a little bit of the tricks that are used to get us to buy. Uh, there's also um, information on what you really need, like what really good skincare uh uh, health is, you know, um, what matters, what you should do, what you really need. Um, and it's been a lot of fun. I, I've really had a great time with this book. <laughs> it's gotten you a lot of attention. Oh yeah. More than I probably deserve, but uh, I tell you, it's making an impact. I'm very grateful. Uh, the feedback's been unbelievable and, uh, I I'm very grateful. Wow. How many shows have you been on? I don't know. I don't know. I, <laughs> you just quit counting. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I yeah, to, to stay humble. I honestly don't know. Again, I've had more media attention than I deserve. I, I, the book is resonating. And, you know, as much as the book is information, it's also a lot of, um, uh, I hope inspiration. I, I think we live in a culture where uh, beauty for women is defined as tall, thin, and young. Uh, and even for men, young and, um, I just try to teach people to face the world, don't face the mirror so much, and to love yourself for who you are, not what you look like. And I think that's the underpinnings of the book, which is perhaps why it's resonating. Well, I figure after 50, what the heck, you know? It's, <laughs> it is what it is, right? It is what it is. Enjoy <laughs> every day, my friend. Now, uh, again, can you mention the website and where we can purchase the book and all those great things? Uh, thanks. The book is available, hopefully, uh, wherever books are sold, but it is on Amazon, The Skincare Hoax. It's at Barnes & Noble, uh, I believe Target, I believe Walmart. Um, the website is Fryface, F-R-Y-F-A-C-E. And uh, there's a lot of great information. There's the product selector that I talked about to help people select moisturizers, cleansers, sunscreens, ones they can purchase down at their local pharmacies or through Amazon if they so choose. And um, 
Um, and I'm on LinkedIn. If anybody wants to connect with me, I'm always happy to connect. Uh, and it's a really a great source. And I've met a lot of great people through through LinkedIn, Fane Fry. Uh, and that's uh, that's those are my contacts. Well, I'm sure there's going to be folks out there watching this are going to have questions for you. So I will put all those links in the description to make it easy for them to find you. Thank you for spending your time with me today. And I also want to thank all you folks out there. If you are new to the channel, well, I hope you'll come back. Please hit that subscribe button for my regulars. You guys are awesome because you make it possible for me to do this. Until the next one, everyone, please take care. Be kind to one another. God bless and peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Listen to the Vibes. You can catch us on Buzzsprout or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook at The Vibes Broadcast Network.